Chad grabs Jeff, throws him over on the table. Kip and Jordy stand up, watching this uh, this brawl that's that's starting. Uh, Chad just pummels into Jeff a few times in the face, and uh, Jordy looks over at Kip and says, "Stop him, Kip! Stop him!" Kip sort of lets this this fight continue, and the other guys at the other tables are sort of standing up and, and cheering as as Chad and Jeff are starting to pummel each other. All right, Buzz is gonna get in there. Anybody else? Zephyr is going to channel divinity and uh, cause an illusion of herself to appear within 30 feet. All right. It sounds like we're going to roll initiative. So let's go ahead and do that. Uh, Saul's not completely convinced he wants to join. Okay. Well, you can skip your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can just sit there and shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I critically failed my initiative. No. I didn't do so much better. So Lilith has a four. <laughs> I have a seven. Seventeen. I'm I'm not rolling initiative yet. Oh yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. We'll skip you. We'll skip you. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll give you an initiative. So Saul I'll give has, you an initiative. Saul is twelve. Okay, so um, as this this fight between Chad and Jeff uh, is going on, the the other people. F- uh, Jack and Hugh. I mean, of course, you don't know their names. They don't have name tags yet, but uh, they do sort of circle around and come up to watch this brawl. You see bartender Harv go down and reach underneath the bar, and it looks like he's looking for something. And nothing happens except the two of Kip and Jordy are sort of watching Chad and Jeff go at it, and we'll get to Zephyr. I will channel divinity, and a second uh, illusion of me will appear in the back corner behind Jordy. I will move over uh, closer to my second me. Saul, you gonna do nothing? Um, Saul is going to reach into his um, his belt pouch, pull out a little bit of extra spice to add into his beer, and and keep uh, sipping on his beer. Buzz. Buzz is going to sprint forward, and I'm going to jump onto this table in front of Kip and Jordy. Chad sort of got Jeff, you know, sprawling out on the table and, and punching him, and and uh, you know Jeff's grabbing onto his hand and punching him with his other hand, kind of thing. So you're going to jump on on the table or on top of them? Onto the table. I'll saddle up next to him. Okay. You gonna make any kind of attack? Yeah, I just want to get within five feet of. Kip and Jordy, and I'm gonna use. I'm gonna spend one key and a bonus action to summon my ass or arms again, which uh, I'm not invisible, so everyone can see them this time. Basically, they 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 look kind of ghostly, but they're basically the, these long segmented insect like bee legs. A pair of them come out of my back, so now I have six appendages, like uh, I should. And each like creature of my of my choice, I can see within, oh, within 10 feet of me, must make a dex save. So I will choose Chad, Jeff, Kip, and Jordy to all make a dexterity saving throw. Your DC is 14. Otherwise, they're going to suffer some force damage. So one pass. Uh, Jordy did okay, but the others failed. Okay, everybody that fails takes four force damage as my arms come bursting forth. And that was only my bonus action, so I will draw uh, my stinger and let's see, I'll try to attack Kip. 27 to hit. We'll take 10 piercing. And my swarm 
right after I hit, I can get it to do a number of things. I'm actually going to get them to deal an extra d6 to Kip here. So another five. I believe that's force damage from them. You're going to kill these guys? Hell yeah, I am. They killed Zephyr's hive. What he said. Allegedly. Good enough. Look, if Zephyr's going to lead me to the queen, I'm going to do what she says. <laughs> is that it? That is all I got. Yep. Um, as soon as you start attacking, of course, a few of the others at the table run over to try to pull you off. You're not in this fight as far as they're concerned. So two of them come up and sort of try to pull you off and, and give a punch you. Um, the first one is going to attack. That's a miss. It's a natural one. He, he comes up and tries to punch into you, and right when you do that, you sort of move over to the side. His fist goes into the table and puts a big crack in the table as he punched it really hard. It's, they're not great tables anyway. Uh, the second one pulls out a short sword and attacks. Buzz, look out! All right, that's a 22 to hit. Ugh, yeah. Nine points of piercing damage as he takes a short sword and stabs it into your side right underneath one of your, your arms coming out of your back. The others start to move around. Uh, looks like one of them's going over to sort of protect Kip, and the others are moving in, but they can't get close enough to you uh, as the table's surrounded by all of these these guys. So we're going to move to Lilith. So Lilith was happy to just sit at the bar, sipping and sort of watch Buzz try to hold his own and see what comes of it. However, seeing him get stabbed has changed her mind. Who stabbed Buzz? That would be Betty. (laughs) Betty, the big, brawling, beefy... Yeah, Betty has a fantastically large and impressive beard. He stands about, you know, six foot two... Massive arms. Betty just towers over everybody else in the room. Okay, so I saw Betty hitting Buzz with that short sword. And so I'm just gonna, from where I'm sitting at the bar, because I'm like 10 feet from him, but I'm just sitting up at the bar. I'm just gonna turn over and, and cast a fire bolt at him. I'm gonna say, boy, you gotta burn your saddle. Uh, it's only 11 to hit. Uh, and 11 hits. Um, so that's 10 points of fire damage. I'm just gonna go back to milking my drink. Why did I say milking? Nursing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you. I don't know what you do with your drink. Milking my drink. <laughs> you stay away from those boobies. Yeah, we drink right. those boobies. Okay, so now we're up top, and um, this time, since you guys are attacking, Kip and Jordy pull out their weapons. Tries to stab it into Buzz. That's a twenty-two to hit. Seven points of piercing damage. Get him, Kip! Get him! Jordy jumps or goes around the other side of the table, running past Zephyr's duplicate, and tries to thrust his short sword also into Buzz with a 15 to hit. Ooh, that misses. My AC is 16. All right, so he, he uh, thrusts his sword in and sort of glances off the table. At the same time, Jack, the other guy standing next to Kip, runs around the table, sort of in the same place Jordy was, so freeing up some space for their friends to sort of join into the brawl. Chad and Jeff are were still fighting, and uh, they see what's going on here and focuses more over onto you. You know, hey, they, they can fight each other, but 
you know, when somebody attacks their, their friends, right, then who knows what might go down. And uh, the waitress, Poppy, uh, is, does not want to be involved in any of this, and she runs through the back um, door into the pantry. And you hear her run by um, Zephyr and shut the door and, and lock it. <laughs> so smart move, Poppy. <laughs> You sure you don't want to come up on this table with me? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm regretting it. <laughs> Zephyr, let's just go to you. Everybody else doesn't get any attacks right now. They're just watching more in shock that this dragonborn has jumped up on the table, you know, to, to break up this fight, or not to break up this fight, to go after uh, after them, just out of the blue. It's just, they're sort of still in shock a little bit. How is Buzz looking? Uh, he's, he's not too bad. I mean, obviously he's looked better, but... He probably could last another round of attacks, or he needs... Yeah, he's he's fine up there. Okay. The illusion Zephyr is going to walk up to Jordy and lay her hand on him and say, Hello. My name is Zephyr. You have killed my family. Prepare to die. <laughs> okay. I'm so I had to. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Zephyr, uh, what do you want to call it? Zephyr Illusion? Zephyr 2? The Illusion, yeah, Zephyr 2 is touching who? Jordy. And I will cast Shocking Grasp through the Illusion. Cool. I make a melee spell attack against the target, and I have advantage because he can see both of my beings. 24 to hit. He takes 12 lightning damage. Real me is going to climb up on the bar. Saul. So Saul takes one long swig from his beer. I have drunk beer. Beer is the mind stiller. Looks over at this cacophony of chaos happening over here, and he reaches out with his left hand and shoots web all over. Basically, it, it should, it's 20 foot square area, so. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of web. It should be able to catch everyone uh, that's around that table. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, Buzz as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so, according to the, cat, the web spell, it's a 20-foot uh, cube. It's concentration, so remind me if I take damage. It's difficult terrain and lightly obscures the area. Any creature that starts its turn in the webs or that enter, enters them during its turn must make a dex saving throw. On a failed save, they are restrained as long as they remain in the web or until they break free. They can make a strength check against my spell save DC to break free. And the webs are flammable. Okay, so you're going to web me in place in the middle of eight And dudes. then Lilith is going to shoot her fire. <laughs> hey, no one ever said anything about lighting anything on fire. I just said they're flammable. <laughs> so as you cast this spell and this, this these webs spew out, you see uh, Bartender Harv come up with a heavy crossbow from underneath the bar. And you hear him yell, All right, I told you all to get out! Get out! The patrons, the other patrons, are sort of still not paying much attention to Bartender Harv. And suddenly, this wave of energy shoots through the tavern. The, all of the mugs that are hanging and the, the glasses on the tables all shake. And all of you feel... Like you're just sort of uh, frozen as the others at the table, all of the uh, the bandits, the brigands or whatever you want to call them, suddenly get pushed back against the wall 
Everything on the table's flying, the chair's falling over. Some of these guys being knocked unconscious. And you turn around and you see a man standing in the middle of the bar, the old man that was in the corner. And he says, uh, Leave! All of you! Now! They sort of rip through this webbing. You see a few of them get up, sort of shake their head. They grab their buddy that's sort of unconscious on the ground and start dragging him out. All of you didn't see any effects of this. None of none of you got pushed anywhere. Neither did the two farmers sitting at the table. Bartender Harv um, seems to be unaffected by this. Kip, come on, guys. Let's get out of here. And they pull him out, and all of those, the brigands, leave the tavern. Does anybody want to do anything while this is happening? Uh, I mean, I'm going to leave with them. <laughs> Although I'm, I may or may not be stuck in the web. This this energy force sort of pushed the webs as they were being, as Saul was casting the spell, and sort of blew all the, the webbing up against the walls, and it sort of scattered about. Buzz, wait. As you guys are walking, the one that Buzz is walking out, was Lilith, Saul, Zephyr, were any of you trying to leave the tavern at the same time? It didn't feel like it was directed at us, right? You noticed that, you know, it, all of them were pushed back. But everybody else sort of stayed where they were. So Lilith is still sipping her drink at the bar like, Y'all don't, y'all get out of here. Doesn't apply to me. Yeah, Saul's going to stay at the bar as well and continue. He's still got half his beer left, so he's not ready to leave yet. <laughs> so Buzz is as you're, you're sort of trailing behind these brigands as they're walking out. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna kill Kip and Jordy. Buzz, please. Not you! Uh, okay. I kind of like... I've got, you know, I've got a white knuckle grip on my on Stinger, and bees are going crazy, and Zephyr, I'll, I'll listen to Zephyr as she kind of calls me back. This this older gentleman, and, the, and the, the farmers are just sitting at the table, drinking their beers, like nothing really amazing went on here. They're just minding their own business. As the older man walks back over to sit at the table, and he says, Please, come here! You, you! And you, dismiss the spell. The illusion goes away. Uh, bartender Harv puts his crossbow back down underneath the bar. The door shuts as the last brigand walks out. Now, why were y'all interrupting my whiskey time? Are you sure it was them? Zephyr? As far as everything that I have ever heard, yes. Well, obviously Buzz is willing to kill himself... For anything you say to protect this queen, you gotta be sure. Buzz, I do appreciate what you have done. Buzz, you are being a fool. May threaten the hive? You can't let something get your knickers in a knot so easily. I wear no knickers. Uh, Lilith's gonna turn over to the old man. Thanks for knocking some sense into those fellas. Like, uh, what do we owe you? What you drinking? He sort of leans back in the chair, pulls out this long pipe, puts some tobacco in it, and leans back and sort of flicks his fingers and lights it up. Takes a few puffs. He says, uh, please join me. I will walk over to his table, climb down off the bar and walk over to his table. Why did you interfere? I needed to talk to you and they were getting in the way. They need to die. Oh, no, they, 
the, the kind of lives they lead, they won't last long anyway. Sooner the better, as far as I'm concerned. Well, we have more pressing business now. We do. I make uh, eye contact with bartender Her Harv, and uh, I just put two fingers up and, you know, drink for me, drink for this this guy. He sort of goes over and bangs on a wall a few times, and waitress Poppy comes back out, sort of opens the door very cautiously, <laughs> peeks her head out, and uh, bartender Harv goes, no, no, it's it's fine, come on out, and... Uh, she comes back over, starts wiping up the, the, the table and, and set the chairs back up as you guys uh, head over to the other table. And Bartender Harv sees you and gives you a sort of a, you know, a nod of the head and, and starts pouring some drinks. Yeah, and I'll bring, I'll bring one over to uh, this old guy. Yeah, he looks like he has a, a nice big tall goblet of red wine um, that he's already drinking and he takes a sip of it as uh, I assume all of you are headed over to the table to take a seat. Yes, yeah, Saul is is very intrigued by this seemingly kind of, you know, a skinny old man yet who seems to wield great magical power. He's impressed. So he will get down off the stool, bring the rest of his beer over. Uh, w- well met. Yes! That was impressive what you did there. Why, thank you, young, young man. Ah, uh, he takes a big draw on his pipe. So, nice to meet you all. And, uh, hey, I have some things to discuss. I'm looking for some people just like yourselves. Interested in making some coin? How? Oh, honey, you know how it takes money to make money. What you got? Well, my name is Phineas Rest. Well met, everyone. Please, continue Howdy. to enjoy your drinks while I uh, tell you a story about some things that are going on in the area. Are you, are you local? Do I sound local? Mm, hard telling. People from everywhere come from anywhere. I am from the south and east and all over, really. And your name? I am Zephyr. That's a very beautiful name. I, I do do like the name. What is it that you want? Hmm. And he looks. He ignores your question and looks <laughs> over at Buzz. And you, my friend, what matter of bee magic do you uh, possess? I am of the swarm. You see his eyes sort of widen up as you talk. Why, the swarm, you say? Interesting. Tell me more. We generally buzz. Hmm. Takes a long draw from his pipe again. Sort of blows it over into your direction a little bit. How do your your bees feel about smoke? Well, yeah, like we saw with the campfire, they get pretty docile. As does Buzz. Okay, so he sort of, as he's directing his pipe smoke over your direction, sort of hangs in the air as it passes across the table. I will walk in the smoke and, like, wave my hand to disperse it and stand between Buzz and Phineas. Yeah, he, it doesn't look like he's doing anything, uh, you know, to cause problems. More of a relaxing type. I'm of. still like being overly protective. And he looks at Lilith. And you, my dear. Uh, yeah, handsome. Hi. <laughs> I have not been called handsome in a number of years. I he sort of blushes a little bit. I can always tell. Your good days may be gone. Oh no, my good days are not gone yet. 
but okay. uh Okay. Your name? Your name? Oh, I'm Lilith, huh? Lilith, uh I knew a Lilith some years ago. Oh yeah? Yeah, she was very short, red hair. Fire hair, we we would say, yes. Beautiful name. Okay. And and you, my friend. He looks over at Saul. Yes, uh, I'm Saul. Saul Euphrates. It's nice to meet you, Phineas. The Euphrates family. Hmm. Some years ago, I've heard of the Euphrates. Uh, far to the west. Uh, your father's name was. What, what? What? I can't recall. What was that? Yes. Yes. You've you've probably heard of my father, Edo, Duke Edo. Duke, you say? Yes. Hmm. But but you know, I think that. Ah, oh, how do I say this? I don't like to focus too much on the past. I, I like to prove myself by the here and now, by my actions today. Yes, yes, yes. That, that does sound wonderful. He takes another withdrawal of his pipe. The reason I wanted to speak with the four of you was, uh, I do have a an issue. I was summoned here from Zephyr as a demon was slain here in this town. A small demon. It was damaged, uh, hurt in a fight, obviously. Uh, and I was summoned here, and these, these farmers here are the ones that actually actually killed this, this demon. It's just Jed and Jed. And they sort of, you know, take their head. The reason I came was to follow up on what is probably a bigger problem than just this random demon that has plagued the area. This there was a, a man a thermologist from uh, years past named Dildraman. A thermologist? Yes, yes. A performer of miracles. Ah. And years ago there was this this tower that he possessed. He created this extra-dimensional plane in his tower that he could access that rumor has it was somewhere between the the plane of Gehana and the Nine Hells. He used this hideaway to practice his magic and his skills. It's all rumor, of course. The, the, the folks around here have talked about this in stories for years, and until this demon appeared, and no one gave it much thought, but this was some time ago. So what's this demon's name? Uh, the demon, I don't know what the demon's name is, uh, but I do have my concerns that Del Drummond's little hideaway is somehow deteriorating over time. It's leaking demons. Well, the, the plane that he created this this pocket dimension in is somewhere between... The, the Nine Hells and Gehana, which I feared that somehow with his missing over a vast number of years is, is weakening the power that holds this and, and these demons have found their way into this pocket dimension and now found their way into the prime material plane here with us and, and we, we can't have that. What is Gehana? It is uh, another plane that one of the outer planes of existence. I, I myself am not a, a, a traveler as such, but I have studied some of these things, and 
I've came here to verify this might be what this was, and the farmers here tell me there is the old tower that was supposedly Deldraman's tower from many, many years ago, uh, only a few miles from here. Unfortunately, I I fear this is this rumor is true, and I have to return to to Zamfer and tell my my guild about this, and but I don't want to leave this unprotected. You interrupted my revenge for a fairy tale. This is no fairy tale. Uh, the the demon, uh, the farmers will tell you this, this. This happened, and I'll look at the farmers. Those two killed a demon. Highly unlikely. As I said, it, it, the demon was almost dead when it came out of the uh, the portal that they 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 saw the bright light and, and and something from the tower. And I I, I fear that if uh, something of full strength does find its way, it will lay waste to our land. Especially if the Nine Hills are opened up. What do you want with us? Well, as I say, I have to go back to Zamfir to consult my guild, but I do need to have someone go up to the tower and first see if you can clear the area, if nothing else. Make sure there's no creatures or beasts that are escaping. If possible, find a find a way into the the tower. Find a way into this, into this other hideaway. So, farmers, what's the key, what's the key to killing these demons? What'd you do? I stabbed it with a pitchfork. Ah, right, you got any more pitchforks? <laughs> I can show you one. No, Dad, we we don't want to do that. What kind of dice of damage does a pitchfork do? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> No, Dad, don't don't pay any attention. Don't look right at him. Why do you want a pitchfork? This, what, what kind of weapons does Lilith have? Crossbow, dagger... That's it. I got my spells. Oh. Okay, well then, yes, you might want a pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that farmer... Oh, the Jed Sr. probably has that pitchfork pitchfork mounted up on his wall after killing it. <laughs> you kidding me? Above the mantle, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way he's giving that up. He has about eight pitchforks in the house. Each, you know, one was like a, a rabbit that he killed. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, every kill, he's got a pitchfork. Every kill is a new pitchfork. Yeah, exactly. So we need to go to this tower. Like, when's the last time we saw the miracle guy there? How long has it been? Well, Drobin's been gone for well over a hundred years, and his a hundred year course, old tower, or or more. The tower's in ruins and. We're not even sure that is the real tower. It's just what we're, what we believe. And then, what does this portal to another dimension look like? Like, what are we looking for? Yeah, we we don't know. That's part of the reason I'm going back to talk to my guild to find out what kind of uh, information we can come up with based on the old writings. What's in it for us? Well, I can't offer you some coin, as I said. Uh, uh, 50 gold pieces now, just to go up, check out the area, see what you can find out, see if you can come up with anything, but if you were to gain entry and find some way to, to shut the door between the, the portals, I'm sure my guild would be offered to be able to offer you quite some sum, maybe a thousand gold pieces? Uh, uh, Lilith's mouth's like hung open. <laughs> That would keep my bag of spice full for a long time. 
Buzz turns to Zephyr. Is that enough for a wagon? Yes, I believe that could get us a very nice wagon. So he says, so we do have an agreement then. Wait, why do we need a wagon? I'm in. I'm, well, I want to telepathically say to Buzz, Lilith, and Saul, do we trust him? Can we speak back? No. Saul looks over to Zephyr, raises an eyebrow, sort of shrugs a little bit. So we get 50 gold today just to go and take a look around. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's all I can offer for now. But like I said, when, when I return, if you've shut the pathway off and, and keep anything else coming through, you'll be rewarded greatly. Well, uh, 50 gold apiece to look at some old broken down tower seems like an all right deal to me. Well, 50 gold, and he puts a pouch on the 50 gold total. Oh, oh. Oh, wait, so when are you coming back? How long do we have to make sure nothing comes out of this thing? Uh, well, if I, I will be headed back uh, tonight, and uh, probably about three weeks I should be able to return. Hopefully we'll have some more information at that time. We can kill plenty of kips in three weeks. I mean, I'll kill anything that comes near that tower, but I don't know how to shut no interdimensional planar hole situation. Well, are we in agreement? I, I, why do you keep asking that? I'll pick up the gold pouch. Yes, we will go check out your tower. How do I know you're not the devil and we dealing with you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I guess you don't, but uh, you can have my word. That's all I can offer. I'll telepathically say to Lilith, we can agree to go check out the tower. Might be nothing to it, but we got 50 gold now. I mean, do you guys want to give me an insight check? Do you want to let me know, you know? Yeah, sure. Let's, uh, Saul will do that. Buzz should, but I don't, I don't feel like Buzz would. <laughs> <laughs> Zephyr has a 16. Saul has a 15. Uh, you feel that he's being very honest with you and and, ha and you can see that he has he, he's very concerned about the situation but he's trying to sort of hold back his worry a little bit and and play it sort of cool you you do realize that this is a very uh, you know important mission and he's he's sort of feeling you out to see if he thinks you're the right people to you know to do this like a 50 gold each type of mission <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, slap me and call me Sally. I'll, I'll agree. He goes, so he sort of leans in on the table a little bit more, and he goes, Now, Del Draymond was a uh, powerful wizard. He, uh, he would have had to have created this pocket plane with some, some very powerful magic. Once we found out the area in which this was, we, we did a little research before I left. We believe the plane is powered by some magical crystal, something very strong that, that holds this, this pocket plane in existence. And if it's not watched over, it, it will weaken over time, which is why we believe that these creatures are passing through into our plane. They're, they're somehow getting into this pocket dimension and finding their way here. If you were to find and destroy that crystal, it would 
destroy the pocket plane, rendering the pathway useless. Any description of said crystal? It's all theory. Uh, we just uh, looked at some old uh, writings and theories, really, from Del Draymond's past. Uh, there's no way to really know. He was quite powerful, and many of the people that uh, exist today with planar travel knowledge uh, say he was the master. He was the one that knew everything, and, and they, they, they don't know for sure. So we go to the tower, kill anything we see there, find some unusual object and destroy it and hope that destroys the plane and you'll be back in three weeks and i would also suggest while you're there to to, if you see any valuables any books scrolls artifacts any clues about the studies of del draman and his extraplanal travel uh, please retrieve that and bring it to us that this knowledge is very important so that you too can create a pocket dimension you have to understand how things work to know how to keep them from happening. I, I'm going to telepathically say, that might be worth a lot more. Oh, Lilith is on your wavelength, girl. So, yeah, this is the first time you've heard these voices in your head from uh, Zephyr. So, it is a bit strange. You you do understand it's her voice and she's yeah, talking in your head. But I think the first few times it's happening, Buzz is like, swatting around like as if there's (laughs) like a fly buzzing around or something like well well good sir i i think we have a deal seems like a simple enough mission to begin with we go look around explore this tower find a crystal and destroy it you gonna be okay buzz you got hit pretty hard in there i will survive what time of day is it early evening maybe Shall we go in the morning, then? Buzz, I can bind your wounds. Yes! So, Jed and Jed come over uh, after they finish their, their drinks, and, and they sort of give you an idea. You you travel down the road a little ways, There's a, then there's a pathway that leads off, and about two miles down the pathway, up on top of this, uh, this small hill is where the ruins are of this tower that once stood there. So you get an idea. Uh... Phineas retires for the night, and you all get a room, I assume, spend the night at the tavern, and the morning comes. We can get 50 <laughs> rooms! <laughs> Whoa, rent the whole place out! Okay, the next morning comes, you get up, you have a nice breakfast, bartender Harv, you know, uh, says, uh, Phineas has already left, but uh, he did leave these for you. And he lays these four vials of red liquid out. You're familiar with these. These look like potions of healing, regular healing, with a small note that says, uh, good luck to you all. See you in three weeks. P. Wait, wasn't his name Phineas, like with an F? Who's P? This is suspicious. Phineas can also be spelled with a P-H. Oh. P-H. Hooked on phonics works for you. Surely work for me. Okay, so you travel up the trail. Uh, the trail you've been following terminates at the remains of what must have once been a grand tower. A sizable square base still exists, but none of the walls are intact, and nature has started to reclaim the area. The earth is littered with fallen rubble, briars, and thick patches of weeds. 
making this travel slow going. Like Sleeping Beauty's Tower? Well, this looks more like old walls, um, some rubble, you know, thing that looks like it's it's been fallen. For, it looks like well more than 100 years uh, this place has been falling around. People have come and taken the stones away, uh, used it for other construction. The trees have all grown up. So this is like a big, big, worn down structure? Yeah, so the walls are sort of cracked and, and big hunks of the wall might have fallen down and there's moss growing over top of them. Uh, there's trees growing uh, in through the wall. Big towering trees in the middle, a lot of brush, uh, stones that looked like there was, you know, pedestals and, and structures that used to hold things inside of the tower that have fallen over and, you know, about half covered in, uh, in ground and the, the mud. It's an ancient structure that uh, is, is in ruin. So as you guys uh, come up the hill and you're sort of walking through all of the thick brush, you finally just come up on the wall and you can sort of look over and see uh, into this large open room, one of the larger rooms of the tower. Daldraman uh, really let this place slip. It's, it's practically falling apart. Well, that's what being dead will do. Yeah, or like just wherever he is. Uh, do we know he's dead? I got the impression that they weren't entirely sure. I don't think they know much. Can can you guys see much? I can't see much. Does it look like there's uh, like an an entrance or what used to be an entrance anywhere? Um, not where you came up uh, the hill, but it does look like you could easily find a, a break in the wall or a big cracked off area that you could walk right through the wall. So Saul will uh, head towards that and peer over the uh, destroyed wall, look around inside, and if he doesn't see any immediate danger, he'll take a step in. As you sort of peer in there, you can, it's hard to see all the way through the room because there's you know a lot of trees and brush. But you sort of get an idea looking at the wall structure and the, the stones that are still standing. This looks about like the size of one of the large rooms. I will follow Saul inside. Same. Yeah, this first room is like the size of the damn tavern was. Yeah. I was picturing this tiny little spiraled staircase. Yeah, I kind of I was thinking of like a teensy little tower too. Give me perception checks. 22 for Zephyr. An adjusted 20 for Saul. An adjusted 3 for Lilith. <laughs> I got 24. <laughs> 24 for Bud. Lilith is looking over at uh, one of the, the walls, seeing this structure, and she sort of runs into a tree and <laughs> shakes her head a little bit. Uh, My Saul, horn gets caught on the yeah, brush. Your horn gets caught on a, on a branch, and you're trying to shake your head like a <laughs> like a bull that just uh, ran in and <sighs> pull yourself out. Uh, the rest of you, though, you see um, on like pieces of old stone and pillars are sticking up out of the ground. You see these little lizards, maybe about an inch or two long. They have sort of a spiked head, and they're, they're still, but as you're walking through and sort of rustling the, the brush and stuff, they scurry around underneath the rocks. But there's still a few just sort of laying around. Uh, you notice um, some cracked shells of eggs in this little nest-like area. Do the lizards look like lizards, or do they look like demons? Oh, they look like, um, like... <laughs> does this courtyard look like a courtyard, or does the courtyard look like a demon? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, cour 
bodyguard <laughs> looks exactly like a demon, but the lizards are, you know, they they look like larger, you know, lizards than you've seen, maybe, but they're like a foot or foot and a half long with with this big um, horn like uh, structure coming out of its, its head. Sort of an odd thing. So nothing you've seen before, but just odd. And these these they sort of scurry, but like I say, they stay still until you to you almost up on them and then they move and it sort of catches your attention. I've not seen creatures such as those before. Yes, very curious little creatures that the horn coming off of their head is unusual. What's wrong with horns? Nothing's wrong with horns. I just, I have not seen an animal like this before. I mean, me neither. So Saul, um, as you're sort of walking through, you see one up on on a rock that's sticking up off out of the ground. It's about, you know, your waist height, and it's just standing at, at and his head sort of pops up and it just looks at you. You're only a couple feet away from it. It's very interesting color, sort of got a bluish tone to it. I, uh, I will stick out my hand, palm up, in the direction of this lizard, and just very slowly walk toward it to see if it will allow me to get close with my hand. Yeah, so as you walk up, it doesn't run off. It just sort of it looks at you almost inquisitively, like it's wondering what you're doing. I want to try and telepathically speak to it in Draconic and say, we mean you no harm. It doesn't seem to flinch or do anything different. Alright, well, this is ain't the wizard or demon or some, so... Lilith, just shh. Wait a moment. This one looks interesting. So Saul's going to keep slowly inching toward it. It sort of takes its little uh, arms sort of move up and it takes a couple steps towards you and you see it sort of stick its head up like it's almost like it's trying to sense what you're what you're doing, sir. Maybe smell your hand or something. You're not really sure. Yeah, I that was kind of my intent was to give an opportunity to smell my hand. If if I'm able to get within under a foot or under six inches of it, that sort of range, I'll stop and just let it sniff. And then if it doesn't scurry away, I will try to reach forward and I want to scritch it under the chin. So, yeah, you, you move up to it, you sort of put your hand out and it sort of leans up a little bit towards you. Do not hurt him. You see the blueness of the skin start to, you know, move around on its skin like it's almost like this greenish blue uh, tone moves around on its uh, as, as you know the little scales that a lizard would have it sort of change almost like you know if you're looking at it in the right lighting how it would how it would move and it sort of sticks its head up uh, maybe don't touch it do you know where the portal is honey you know this sort of almost reminds me of Small animals I've heard of that if you lick their belly. You want to lick its belly. <laughs> well, may- maybe not this particular little animal, but... It lets out almost like a chirping sound. <coughs> you know, we're the portal. Portal! And then you hear a couple other little chirping sounds, too. <coughs> yeah, what have you got to tell us, little little friend? Take us uh, to the portal. You fools. You realize there are going to be giant versions of these in here. No. What? Buzz doesn't say anything. 
Yeah, this is the nursery. These are the babies. <laughs> so there's no, like, unhatched eggs around us that we can see? Um, there is, like, this... What obviously looks like a nest. It's, it's, it's a bunch of uh, branches and leaves and things. And uh, give me an investigation. Alrighty. Uh, six. <laughs> you you see a lot of broken shells and stuff around, but you might be able to, you know, dig a little deeper if you want to get up in the nest and move some stuff around. But as far as what you can visually see right in front of you, Zephyr, did you do a, a check? No, or? I'm totally watching Saul in this little lizard thing. Okay. Saul, you, what are you doing? I, I think I would um, be keeping a keen eye on what's going on around me and paying attention to for any, anything else that might happen. Are you touching it? I was going to scritch it under the chin if it would let me get close enough. Okay, yeah. If you if you want to scritch it, you reach your hand out. It sort of puts its neck up, and its head sort of pops up at a, almost a 90-degree angle from its body. And when you get your, uh, your hand right up to it, this little shock of lightning shoots out into your hand giving you a taking three points of damage as you jump back. <laughs> uh, it looks like it, 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 it screech, screeches out again. <laughs> and you hear oh, no. around the area. And uh, Zephyr, go ahead and give me a, an investigation while you're standing there watching this. Five. Run. Saul, as you sort of step back from the shock that you see and the, the lizard sort of scurries down underneath uh, the rock, you can s- glance through the, the brush and the trees, because it's pretty thick in here, you really can't see, but you see some stones sort of fall off of the wall onto the ground, sort of the thump. <laughs> you guys all hear this this noise, and as you look around, uh, everybody give me one more investigation check. Now that you're seeing, you're hearing some noises around. I don't know if that's going to help. My rolls have been so low tonight. Zephyr has a 13. Nine for Saul. Four. What am I rolling? Uh, Buzz got a 17, even with a minus one to their investigation. <laughs> so as you see this, uh, you, you, as you hear this noise, and it sounds like, you know, almost like the, the wall, just the rocks that were on top of the wall are just sort of falling in. And as you're looking through, you notice onto the ground these larger footprints, almost lizard-like Probably eight to ten times larger than what these little <laughs> things. And as you you see the, the trees up above, as you see things start to sway a little bit in the brush over to the, uh, the on the western side of this, this tower. Telepathically, I'm going to scream, Back up! Get out! I will do so. And I will climb to the other side of the wall. Saul's going to heed that warning as well. He's going to scamper back away from this. So as you all start to move back, are you are you turning and running? Or are you slowly and quietly trying to back out? Slowly and quietly. I'll just follow yeah. what Zephyr's doing, I guess. I'm not going to make any really sudden movements to try and scare any of these little things. but I would like... See Lilith and Buzz to give me uh, dex- and Zephyr, sorry, a dexterity check. Eight. Ah, uh, critical fail, but adjusted four. I literally have rolled three, five, four, four, seventeen. Okay, so Zephyr, you walk out, you step out of the behind the wall, 
as you hear another thump, thump, as these stones fall from the wall. And uh, Lilith, you, you sort of get a little nervous. You turn around to run. You fall over and you hear this as your hand hits the ground, landing on one of these small lizards. And you take a shock to through uh, one point of lightning damage as it shoots up through your hand. And suddenly all of these little noises come out. As uh, Saul, you see the wall on the far side collapse in this large, giant version of this, this monstrosity comes through, smashing down, pushing uh, small trees out of the way as it charges in towards Saul. Scritch that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't really look like he's in the mood for a chin scritch. <laughs> so let's roll initiative. Oh my gosh, finally. Oh, I went the other way. <laughs> I rolled a 20. So 23. Lilith, it's on. I have a 2 for my initiative. 16. 11. Saul, this thing, this massive beast pushes over the wall, runs, starts running through on all fours, almost like a, a bull charging in towards you. You do have uh, pretty good cover. There's a lot of trees and brush around, and you have enough time to go first and give you an opportunity to, to do something. For Saul's action, he's going to continue to retreat back to um, the wall and try to scale it to be with the rest of the party, and he is going to activate his Radiant Soul ability. Okay, so this is difficult terrain, so you only get half your movement. So actually, my one item is a Ring of Free Action, which means I can ignore difficult terrain Magic can neither reduce my speed nor cause me to be paralyzed or restrained as well. I'm going to continue retreating back over this wall of rubble. And I'm going to activate my Radiant Soul, which caused my eyes to sort of glow. And these wings, these sort of incorporeal wings to sprout from my back. And I think I will also fly the remainder of my movement so I'm going to go I'm going to retreat back 15 feet and fly up 15 feet so I basically make it just outside the wall and then I'm going to go up as well Lilith you're sort of prone on the ground okay I'm going to stand up that'll take half your movement and this is difficult terrain how many trees would be between me and this thing like can I do I have a clear shot of it about 25 feet away and it would be disadvantaged for sure. Do these trees look alive or dead? Oh, they're all alive. It's, like it's they don't look thick. flammable sort of thing. Okay. Well, I mean, depends on what you do. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a fire-wielding sorcerer here. Yeah, they're made of wood. <laughs> yeah, they're made of wood. Yeah, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna cast source, um... I'm going to cast Scorching Ray at second level, so three rays. So I have three different attempts to hit, and you're saying to roll with disadvantage. Yep. 11 for the first one. Okay, that's a miss. Um, 15. Uh, that is also a miss. Frick. <laughs> and then uh, 19. 19 hits. So that's going to be um, nine fire damage. 
Now, Saul, it's actually your turn. I think I will uh, cast web onto this large creature. So I'll, I'm going to say this this is a very thick wood. Uh, lots of bushes and branches and everything. And if you were to shoot any kind of web into that area, you're just going to cover uh, the, the brush and the trees and the branches, and you're not even going to be able to get a shot in on that. Okay. If you were to outside or, you know, you could probably look around and find a space somewhere. But that's probably going to take a, your turn. And when I was, when I took some damage from this, what I now realize is a baby, what type of damage was that? Lightning. Remind me, I have resistance to lightning damage. So do I. I'm going to fly 20 feet directly toward this monster. Now you're going to have to go up a little ways um, in the process because there are a lot of trees around. Yeah, that's okay. And then I'm going to cast uh, Thunderclap. And each creature within five feet of me will need to make a um, con saving throw. Uh, it fails. Uh, six thunder damage. And I have uh, tempest- Tempestuous Magic. As a bonus, um, before or after casting a spell, I can move 10 foot flying speed and not be subject to opportunity attacks. So I'm going to fly basically 45 degrees up and away from this beast back toward the party. So this thing is is galloping through and and stuff's just flying on on all sides of it. it. Branches are falling off trees and everybody you can hear the the clops, I mean the the, the thumping of the feet as it hits the ground. And Saul comes in and, and lets out this burst of of thunder damage. Uh, this loud sound echoes through the valley. Uh, and this thing sort of pulls back a little bit. It rears its head, its head up, sort of like the little one did. It sort of rears its neck up, looking up at you. And this beam of lightning, shooting out about five feet wide, 60 feet long, shoots out into the air towards you. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> you're, you're, you're welcome, guys. At least you're resistant this time. You're welcome. <laughs> Adjusted 20. Good, you saved. So you will take... Ah, well, you're going to take three points of lightning damage as this lightning shoots from its mouth. Uh, It sort of, this whole body sort of, you know, shakes as you see these little sparks come from around it. And the the lightning beam shoots out and just sort of catches the side of your arm, making it sort of numb for a second as you're flying in the air. But you regain uh, your senses. Buzz. Alrighty then, I guess we're going to get in the fray. So, even in difficult terrain, I do have a 40-foot movement speed, which just gives me the 20 feet to get up to this thing. Drawing my sword. So we'll go in with uh, my stinger here. Oh, that's only a 13 to hit. Shit. Uh, That's not going to do it. I will use my martial arts to use my bonus action for an unarmed attack. 17. Uh, 17 does hit. Five bludgeoning. And that was hitting it with an attack. So I will use my swarm. If this thing can make a strength save, please. DC 14. That's a 20. Well, my swarm kind of tries to press itself against this thing to try to push it back. But it resists it, unfortunately. And I'm stuck next to it. But you did hit it. And when you hit it, 
suddenly the it, it sort of shakes and this shockwave shoots out from its body. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. 17. That, that saves. You take half of seven points of damage. So three. Then the creature... <laughs> sucks. The creature, it, this is like uh, this lightning sort of surrounds it and it, it sort of envelops it and it disappears. And then over on the other side of the wall, oh you, you see a flash of light, <laughs> but you don't know exactly where it is. But over on the, the eastern wall, you see this <laughs> come up like this big bright flash and it's gone. Oh, I thought it was going back for Lila or for for Zephyr and Lila there for a second. Um, wow! So when I punched it, like, was it? Did it? Did I get the sense that it was like me making physical contact with it? Yeah, you hit it. So as if like if I was not right next to it, I wouldn't have taken that kind of thing. Um, so it, it's like this suddenly this shockwave shot out of it, and it hit hit you. Um, and sort of pushed you back a little bit. It didn't knock you prone or anything. But yeah, you felt like this, like the shockwave was like within a 10 foot area around its, where it was. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, you, you sort of spin around. You can give me a perception check. <laughs> uh, well, my passive is 16. <laughs> <laughs> but I rolled a 7. Meaning you roll low? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I rolled, I rolled a 1. So. All right. Well, that, that, you know what? That's that's good enough. You sort of look through, and there's a there's a lot of large cracks in the wall. As you turn around, looking around, to see where did this thing go? You can see as the as the sparks of lightning from the other side of the wall sort of crackle. You can look through and see it is right on the other side of this the wall. So now we're at Zephyr. Where did it go? Buzz will point towards this other courtyard or whatever it is. From where you stand, Zephyr, uh, you cannot see it. You just see him pointing that direction. You did. You all saw the light, the crackle of light on the other side. So you you know it's over in another area. Is there a way into the other area? Can I see? Yeah, if you run down that way, the, all the walls are, you know, crumbling. So if you were to run down there, you can spend your turn trying to find a pathway into that. Because you're going to have to go down at least 25. Oh, you're going to go in that way. Yeah, so if I go into the courtyard where everybody else is and then look towards where uh, Buzz pointed, can I see it? Yeah, give me a perception check. Uh, With advantage because Buzz sort of pointed you that direction. Good, because my first roll was a 2. So I now, with the advantage, have a 21. Yeah, so you clearly see this big hunk of the wall that's been removed and you can see in this... This large lizard-like creature's eyes glowing blue, and the sparks sort of flying off the back of its of, a, of its back, and the horns, the crackle. I'm going to cast Sacred Flame, so a flame-like radiance descends upon it, and it must make a Dex save. Uh, it failed. Takes five points of damage, radiant damage. All right, Lilith, we're back up to you. So in this difficult terrain, Lilith is going to go and step next to Zephyr. And again, those, these walls have like cracks and I can see through to it, correct? Yeah, at this point, you you know, with Lilith firing the fire through or, you know, and you've seen the crackle of lightning and, and Buzz pointing that direction, uh, it doesn't take much for you to see where this is. 
And what does this uh, lizard thing look like? How bad does it look? It doesn't look like it's damaged a lot. There's some fire damage and things like that, but it, it doesn't look like it's uh, wounded very well. Say no more. Lilith is excited that the fire damaged it. And she's going to point her finger and a low roar and explosion of flame occurs. Uh, they need to make a deck save, casting fireball. That is only going to be a four. Oh, three ones I rolled, three <laughs> ones. Uh, so that's 26 fire damage. This massive ball of flame shoots up from the other side as you, as you hear this thing sort of screech out and, and sort of step back a few steps. The, the leaves and the branches and all the brush that's around catches on fire uh, and s- still smoke smoldering up from this this round, blackened area around this. This is called a Durask, so I can just say it. Around this Durask. And uh, the heat the heat sort of f- uh, floats up from around it. Saul. Saul is going to fly from the wall that he was retreating toward that we had just crossed over toward the wall that it seems like this creature is on the other side of. He's going to fly up on top of... Probably going to choose a... I don't know, depending on how high the wall goes, like not not like pick a point that's maybe 40 feet tall, but something that's going to allow him to go to the top of the wall and, and remain fairly high up in the air still. Yeah, the walls are about 10, 10, 15 feet at the highest area and then crumbles down to, you know, four or five. How does the brush look over here? Does it look like I might be able to get a clear shot at webbing up this creature? Um, the, the brush is pretty much the same throughout the area. It, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty well filled. Everything's on fire now? <laughs> There's this big area around where the, the rask is that is still burning. Um, all the brush and the dead branches and things. And hopefully not smoking. burning any treasures or anything. <laughs> I think... Saul is also going to cast Fireball. Wow, this poor thing, holy. <laughs> the the center of the circle right underneath this creature. John's loving it. Use the resources. Use them. <laughs> and Saul's also going to use one of his sorcery points. Uh, actually, you know, I think I could I think I can wait to see the outcome of my die rolls before I choose, I, I believe, unless that's wrong. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to, uh, definitely going to spend a sorcery point. Ooh, that was much better. Yes. That's going to be a eight. Dang, this thing's deck sucks. Give me that damage, buddy. See if you can do this. So 37 fire damage. Ooh, that's That's pretty good. Yeah, so once again, this, this fire erupts around this beast for the second time as, uh, all the leaves just singe off the tree, all the way, uh, all the trees around up in the bushes are, are now in flames. And this thing sort of, uh, sort of shakes and uh, you see the, the, the color on the back of its, its scales starts to dim out a little bit. And it, it <laughs> and it sort of has this, this huffing sound as it, as it's blowing the smoke and the fire off of its, uh, off of its uh, big horn on the front of its face, it growls and then charges in towards the wall. That seems bad. 
<laughs> yeah, you're right on the other side of it. I'm on top of the wall. I mean, I'm I'm technically flying, so I'm not like standing on the wall. Okay, but... okay, true. I forgot about the. So point. you're you're up above the wall then, and as it as it starts to run towards, it only runs about ten feet. It rears its head back, and another long beam of lightning shoots out at you. I need you to give me a dexterity save. That's gonna be a fail. Uh, seven. So that's five points of lightning damage as it hits you, and you sort of, once again, sort of go numb for a second. Your your eyes sort of uh, go go dark, and then you regain yourself very quickly, just in time to see this creature once again disappear in this ball of lightning. And as the as this thing disappears, you all see. The, the spark of, of electrical energy over on the far side of the wall and you see the branches and the trees up above the 10 foot wall moving as if it's running the opposite direction of the tower it's running away Buzz do you want to do anything you know it's about 100 maybe 100 uh, it goes off the map here actually probably about 100 feet away um, no, okay, if it's if it's that far away, I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm just going to kind of regroup with Lilith and, and Zephyr here then, and that's about it. What's the, so how, how severe is the smoke situation around here from the fireballs? I mean, it's it's floating up, the wind's sort of taking it, it's not, it's not lingering here. Okay. But um, it's still, you know, things are still uh, burning and, and small. Like, it's, think of it like four or five campfires that have just been put out, and it's sort of drifting up. My swarm, uh, like you're supposed to do in a fire, gets really low to the ground, just kind of instinctively. Okay. And that's it. That's all I'll do. Zephyr? As an Aridant Nasi, you would think I would naturally be able to do something, like create wind. <laughs> I got no problem creating wind. Amount <laughs> <laughs> of protein I eat in a day. <laughs> Is everyone okay? Is anyone hurt? No, man, this dang thing needs to die. I'm not badly hurt. Freaking demons. What was that thing? So if nobody's going to give chase, we're going to fall out of initiative. Yeah, Saul's not really interested in chasing that massive beast. I'm going to go ahead. I assume you are all going to continue to look around the tower, right? Yeah. But yeah, I feel okay. Y'all feel okay? Buzz, are you hurt? A little singed. Yeah, sorry about the smoke there, Buzz. Um, Saul, you gotta teach me, man. My fireball sucked. Yours is way better. You know, I I find it helps to have a still mind. So this this isn't like a tower at all, is it? Just all ground floor ruins. It's very crappy. <laughs> this is the bottom, the base of what used to be a, a considerably sized tower. A lot of the stonework has all fell uh, down the hill and been taken away. You know, like the Romans used to come and take old aqueducts and things and tear the building down and take and rebuild things with stone. This looks like a lot of that has happened over the years. Um, and then what's left is just the bottom rubble that's all fell into this. Can anyone, like, detect magical objects? You know, like, we could look for that crystal thing. There's really not much tower left to this tower oh this this is the shortest tower i've ever seen maybe there's a basement like at the alamo 
a reverse tower. So Saul will um, take advantage of the fact that his these luminous wings are beating behind his back, and he's going to fly around and maintain some altitude to get a bit of an overview of all the different rooms that the base of this tower was split up into. So I'll fly sort of to the center, from what I can tell is the center. So from where you are, um, you know, once again, it's it's covered in trees and, and brush, and, and so it looks just like a, a destroyed, you know, building that's been... Uh, it's been like this for a number of years. Like the the stones and things have moss growing over top of them, and weeds and sticker bushes everywhere. So it's very difficult to walk through. But as you're flying above it, you can see there are some um, things that are you know pedestals that are still sort of standing. But from where you're sitting right now, you don't see anything uh, that stands out as a you know something that draws your attention. But if the rest of you want to move yourself around to different areas, and, and, and we'll do some investigation checks. Yeah, for sure. So it seems like we've pretty well driven off all of these little lizard things, then, obviously, with everything that's been you, going on. You don't... Uh, if you stay in the area you are, you, you still... There is a nest and and things, and the lizards look like they've scurried you know, down underneath rocks or so. If you want to stick around and try to actively look for one, you, no. you might be able to find it. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> Is the area where the fireball went off still on fire? No, I mean, it dwindles out. All right, well, we should still stick together. I don't want to lose one of you guys, y'all. But I'm looking for a crystal, I guess. I think so. Um, Maybe you and I should stay together then. Sure, we got to do this for three weeks? It gives us plenty of time to find anything. I guess. So Buzzle just, yeah, I've just wandered into this kind of uh, northeast corner. Okay, give me a perception check as you're you're sort of, as you go along, you can see old pieces of of wood that look, you know, they're all rotted and stuff. And as you sort of, as you, like you're uh, an archaeologist type of thing, as you're moving stones around, it looks like it might have been a, a bedpost or something from years past. It's almost, you know, deteriorated. As you touch it with your hand, it sort of falls apart. Layer by layer, that's how archaeologist does it. Uh, I got a 22 <laughs> with my perception. As you're uh, looking around, you do see uh, a small area where you, you see a glimmer of light and you sort of walk as you're kicking things around, trying to find some kind of a door or something that, that might lead somewhere to a basement. And you, uh, you find a large iron key uh, sort of buried down in the soil. It's a, it's a skeleton key, but it's it's oversized. It's really large. Okay, cool. I'm gonna grab it. Uh, Buzz, where did you go? I found something. I'm coming. And I'll start walking towards him. Yeah, I'll show her the key. I'll give it to her if she wants to inspect it. Does it feel any kind of different or anything? Or does it just feel like metal? Feels like an iron key. It's got, you know sort of rusted and pot marks on it. it. It looks old, but still in good enough shape to be used as a key. It's very interesting. I'll hand it back to you. There must be a hole. A very big lock from the looks of it. What'd you say? We're looking for a lock? Something. Buzz found a key. Alright, let me look. 
So I'm in the room where the the monster was fireballed, just sorting through ash. Do I see any anything that? Give me a uh, uh, investigation or perception. <laughs> Three. And uh, nope, you everything just looks like a bunch of roughage and and dirt and and branches. But eventually, you sort of get together here about where Saul is, and. It appears this area is once the approximate center of the tower. Uh, the northern wall is mostly intact, but is covered by moss. path of flagstones, oddly devoid of weeds, leads towards another wall to the east. It's like everything around, all the stone and all the things, looks like it's been covered over and sort of... Uh, but these flagstones that are in the ground look clean. Nothing's grown up over top of them. Nothing is uh, is covering them. Just sort of odd. And they lead up to this uh, wall to the east. I want to walk to where the path meets the wall and investigate it. Okay. Give me a, anybody else want to take a look? Yeah, but Buzz will be with you. Yeah, I will. Okay. Everybody give me an uh, investigation. 14. 6. I got a zero. <laughs> wow. Buzz, Buzz keeps on walking down this path and runs right into the wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> expecting a door to be there, <laughs> apparently. Uh, 19 for Saul. So the two of you, as you you sort of walk up, you follow these flagstones up to the wall, and you're sort of looking at it, and, you know, there's, there's moss, and it's got this sort of a dark green color of over time that where the waters, the rain has sort of washed down dirt and, and such and you start pushing around the moss and you see what looks to have been a some kind of a painted fresco on the wall behind this uh, this mass of, of, of growth and vines I want to pull the vines down so we can see the painting better yeah I want to see what the painting is and uh, over a, a period of time about a half an hour or so as you're pulling this off you see an image of a robed man standing on a flagstone path, very similar to the flagstone path that you're standing on right now. He's holding a ornate staff over his head in both hands. Uh, the frescoed man is human, bearded, and has a stern expression on his face. As you as you look at it, you sort of see that this is an image of somebody standing in the pathway that you're standing on right now holding this ornate staff above his head. Why so serious? Is that the is that the wizard dude? I have no idea. And like I don't know. That's weird. We must find the staff. Can I push on the wall? It does nothing. You notice that, you know, the the it's sort of odd with the, the stone flagstones. Uh, as you look at the fresco, you see the stones going back. And if you turn around and look, you see the stones in the same pattern. Right. Coming up to the wall, almost like it's a mirror. Yeah, so hear me out. Like, he stood here with his staff and then, like a mirror, he got stuck in a pain. If it is a wizard... We don't want to release him. Yeah, but he might know how to shut up the hole. He obviously didn't... He wanted it to be like a pocket dimension. He didn't... 
right? He like he didn't want them here. Buzz is gonna try to mimic the painting, but replace the staff with the key. Are you gonna? How, how are you gonna? I'm just gonna literally try to strike the exact pose of the the mural and and on the same exact stone. If I to you know where the wizard in the painting mm-hmm. is standing and try to just hold the just and then where how he's holding the staff i'm gonna try to hold the key in the same way so as you you sort of walk back to the last so you sort of follow the path back and you're looking at the the fresco and you hold the key over your head like the staff in the picture this diamond shaped outline appears on the wall uh the glowing shapes approximately six feet high and four feet across it sort of just glows as this. I did this. not expect that to do anything. A diamond. <laughs> I told you, a crystal, a jewel. Mm, destroy it. But it seems to like uh, it, it sort of flickers, and it it looks like it's trying to to do something. But so you, the rest of you, are up by the wall, and you're back on the pathway. Can I hit the glowing area with my mace? Uh, if you want, yeah. I I want. <laughs> so you go up and <laughs> you you touch this the wall and it seems like a solid wall that is this glowing with this dim light nothing happens this 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 swirling glowing shape this diamond shape Lilith is going to go up and get close and go hello anybody home my arms are getting tired. Step aside, see what happens. Who are you talking to, me? Buzz. I, w- I will unstrike the pose. Okay. Uh, are you staying on the, the pathway? I will completely step off of this little flagstone, lower, drop my hand, you know, completely just try to get out. It, if it were to be, if it was a mirror, I would try to get, like, out of the reflection, like, out of casting a reflection on a mirror. As you step off the path, lower your hands. It goes back to the fresco painting. What if we all step on the path? I think it's worth a try. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Tell me exactly what you're doing. You, you you all step on this on the same flagstone, different ones. Yeah, I'm going to do the exact same thing I did. Saul's going to try and mimic uh, the pose of the person in the uh, fresco. I picture us like, you know, the Abbey Road cover right we're just we're just spaced evenly in a nice line and you're striking the pose is anybody holding anything in their hands got my mace get your mace okay yeah i got nothing i got nothing in my hands i don't know what saul has that he could hold yeah saul's not gonna hold anything either i could find a stick or like a walking twig sort of thing if we all want to try holding i can give the key to someone and i could replace it with my sword by the Lil- Lilith or Saul wants to hold the key, you can take the key from me and I'll, I'll, I'll use my sword in my hands instead. Yes, Saul will take the key. I'll just find a branch. So you're all sort of searching through stuff. You're looking at everything. You're trying to find a branch. And uh, Zephyr, you stand on and you are you have this mace. Is it like a two-handed mace? Is it a big mace? It's a stick with a pointy ball on the end. Um, when you stand there and you, you strike the pose, the, the glowing triangle of light or diamond shape what did I say it was uh, diamond shape uh, appears on the wall is it any bigger since we're all doing it 
Uh, so that was Zephyr. Okay, that's one person. Okay, then I'll I'll I'll, I'll get on. And I'll stand like behind Zephyr, and use my sword and replace the key and, and do the same pose. Uh, the sword is it a long sword? Is it a? Uh, it is a short sword. It's a short sword. So you you go up and you sort of put that over your head, and the the light comes back again and swirls around. So with two of us, it doesn't seem like it changed much. No, nothing. Nothing really changed. Compared to my short sword, what's the size of the key then? The key's like longer than my short sword. No, no, the key was very short. It's only. It's a <laughs> I was like, whoa. That's... <laughs> I know. I was like, ah. <laughs> well, if you said you were going to go get a stick, right? I have like a like a stick that could be used for like hiking with like a so long staff. stick staff. So you stand on on this now, and as you do, the eastern wall, the di- the dim light shines brighter. And swirls of glowing mist appear. And you can sort of see it. It looks like the wall now has depth to this. Almost like a portal. It appears size matters. <laughs> the wall matters. Cares about size, I mean. I, I, Buzz is going to run through. I will run after Buzz. <laughs> you see Buzz run down the pathway, run down the flagstones, and disappear into the wall. I, I really thought it was going to be like a Wiley e. Coyote paint, fake painting. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you hear me? Do I have to stay like this? Saul's going to start running as well. <laughs> okay, so Saul, you go. You and Zephyr are both through. I'll wait for everyone to be through except for me, and then I guess I'll hail and I just I just book it. Book it, and as you run through, uh, you make it in, and you all appear. In a new place. You've emerged from the swirling mist into a brightly lit chamber. To either side of you are long benches flanked by tall urns and four suits of plate mail set low on pedestals. The suits are ornate and fluted features with horns. Horn helms, sorry. These little globes are floating in the air that are emitting light, lightening up this, this chamber. And I need you all to give me a wisdom saving throw, please. Hey, I got a 22. 17. 15 for Saul. 20 for Lilith. I need to talk to Saul by himself for about two minutes here. Suddenly you you get this, this feeling come over you. Uh, you have a trait now called selfish. Those affected become certain that they are entitled to a greater share of the treasure. You desire first choice of all loot found, expect preferential treatment when it comes to healing or any other benefits. Also, you become more hesitant to expend items such as potions or anything to aid others. So... You need to play this out in a way that it doesn't change your the way you are as, you know, character is, but you have this in your head all the time. So as things happen, like if somebody gets some treasure or something, you you will want to go and say, Hey, that that that's I, I'm gonna take this. This is mine. But don't it doesn't change your demeanor. Alright. Wait way to go, Saul. <laughs> you were close. You almost made it. This has been a Sounds of Steel production.